Welcome back to the podcast. You are listening to Stuff No One Told Us About Weight Loss. My name is Aaron and I'm here with Eloise. And today we're going to be talking about losing weight over the holidays and more specifically between now, it being November, to January 1st and how to go about doing that so that you don't get to January 1st and then start planning New Year's resolutions and having to undo a lot of the work that happened over Christmas. Yeah, because that's a really common thing that most of us do. I know that I've been there a million times and I know that a lot of people we work with have been there in the past too. And we actually did a poll on our Instagram a few days ago where we asked, does this topic resonate with you? And the topic was losing weight before January. Mm. And overwhelmingly, the majority (laughs) of you voted that, yes, that topic was interesting to you. And so if you did vote in that poll, I hope you're listening because we're going to tell you exactly how you can do it and the fact that it is very possible and no you don't have to ruin your christmas or go on some crazy diet where you're not allowed to eat the feast with your family you can do all of that and lose weight as well and that's what we're talking about and it's so interesting because a lot of people do have that black and white thinking you know we all want to uh, set goals for ourselves but you know, especially when um, it's coming up to a Christmas period, we think that it's going to be too hard and therefore we just quit preemptively. So we just, Mm. we don't even try and we just go, well, I'll do it after Christmas. You know, I'll just have a time off and do whatever I want and then I'll get back on the bandwagon and start again. Mm. Well, a lot lot of us treat it like a job in that way. Yeah. It's like, oh, the Christmas period, I'm going to have a break from my job. Therefore, I'm having a break from my health as well. Yeah. And I think that the reason that we get into that is because during the year, we're stuck on in these routines that we feel like we need to take a break from. Mm-hmm. And this is a similar topic that we spoke about in our episode on weekends and losing weight over the weekends. Because if during the week or during the year, you have this routine where you're having to eat specific foods, you're not allowed to eat foods you love, you constantly have these rules that you have to follow then of course, by the time Christmas rolls around, you just want to relax and let loose and actually enjoy yourself for the first time in the whole year. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of that is just the stories that we tell ourselves in our mind. You know, it's the conversation that happens in everyone's head. You know, we've got stories that we keep telling ourselves about what we think and that influences what we actually do and how we feel about certain things. And I know with Christmas and especially like at the moment, you know, it's 2021 with the year and well, the last two years that we've really had, a lot of people are looking forward to having a break and just having a bit of time mm-hmm. to, to relax. But at the same token, that, that doesn't mean you need to completely switch off your goals. You can do it in a way that gets you there as well. I think something that a lot of us tend to do is over-dramatize how many meals and events there are over the Christmas period that are out of the ordinary. So we think Christmas holidays, oh my gosh, there's going to be so much food around. There's going to be so many parties and events. There's going to be so much time where I can't eat what I'm supposed to eat to lose weight. But the reality is, how many meals are there truly that are out of the ordinary over the Christmas period? Mm. You know, we're looking at maybe three meals, Christmas lunch, Christmas dinner, New Year's Eve. Yeah, exactly. Some people do Christmas Eve, so you're looking at maybe four or five meals if you count Boxing Day. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, throw in a couple of events. We're looking at six, seven max. Yeah. On the extreme end, like if you were 
if you're a social butterfly yeah or someone who's got a lot of like christmas parties and stuff you might be looking at 10 exactly and yet a lot of us will put off our entire goals for ourselves and for our health and well-being until january 1st just because of a few meals or a few events that we've got yeah and to me that math doesn't really add up it's not worth completely just giving up all of that time that you could be working on yourself and you could be actually getting a head start for next year in this time while still enjoying those events. Yeah. See, I think that a lot of people don't think they can have both, but you can do both. That's right. And it's also like the other way to look at it is not as a hindrance, but as an opportunity. Definitely. Yeah, because it's a time of year where, yes, you might have meals that are different, but that's an opportunity. You're going to have multiple opportunities to practice really simple things over and over again. And like anything, like the more you practice it, the better you get. Uh, Throughout the normal year when it's just our standard routine, maybe you don't even have those type of meals that, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just continuous. And that's, that's easy when things don't really change much. When your routine changes up quite a lot, that's where you're going to be thrown into a opportunity again where you can learn a lot about yourself and how you do things and realize that you have a lot more control over things than what you probably think right now i think also because people don't have the like so many events during the year the way they do over holidays they don't get those chances to practice during the Mm -hmm. year and so they feel a little bit of fear and hesitation because they're not sure how to deal with it but again as aaron just said This is such an amazing opportunity for you to practice. How can I lose weight while also enjoying myself and eating and drinking food that I love? Well, and it's like, now I'm probably going to butcher this saying, but it's like a good sailor isn't made in really calm weather. They're made going through storms. They're made going through when conditions are so unpredictable, they have to just learn to control what they can control and and realize that hey there are some things out of my control but as long as i do what i can do um that's that's really going to teach me and that and they Mm. learn experience and wisdom from that and it's exactly the same with with meals around you know holiday times yeah like you're going to learn skills that you can take away and use for the rest of the year and then the rest of your life well exactly and you then you're going to make so much more progress if you look at this as an opportunity rather than a hindrance exactly right how like see it as a challenge how can i get through the holiday period enjoy myself eat some foods maybe that i only eat at this time of year spend some amazing time with friends and family and also lose weight that's right that is a freaking cool challenge to try yeah exactly and it like <laughs> that's the challenge i'll be doing in in today's episode like that's what we're going to teach you guys and, and talk yeah. about is some strategies that you can actually use because it's all good and well going okay that's that's great like i, I want to use it as an opportunity but like how do you do that like and that's mm. what we're going to sort of talk about today yeah and you're probably thinking like you know you know which for specific foods should i be eating and all of that and it has nothing to do with that these yeah. are things that you can implement today before we even get to Christmas. Mm. No matter what food is in front of you. Yeah, that's right. No matter how much alcohol is there, no matter anything. (laughs) Yeah. So one of the reasons I think that a lot of people do look to Christmas and they go, all right, it's time to take Christmas off, you know, to hell with my health goals. I'm just going to, you know, pick it up on January 1st is because that's what we've always done. You know? It's almost what we're taught to do, I think, as well. Well, yeah. Like, you know, there's so much, if you think about it, it's very similar to the episode we did where we're talking about weekends. If the whole year is built up, everyone's looking forward to it, and it's, you know, it's, the media is all, you know, portraying Christmas as this 
break time. Everyone's going to be with their families. Everyone's going to be like enjoying all this food. It's it's we're conditioned from a young age to think that Christmas is a time to just completely do anything that doesn't cause you any stress or doesn't cause you any discomfort. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, if you've done something the same way all the time, you're going to keep getting the same result time and time again. Yeah. And realize that like now you're in a golden opportunity in the lead up before Christmas, you get to change that. You can change mm-hmm. just simple choices that you make in that period of time. And then what happens? You're going to change the outcome. You're going to roll around to, you know, January 1st, 2022, and you're going to go, well, that was the best thing I ever did. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Something I think a lot of us forget to remember is how we feel when we wake up on January 1st and we think, well, now I have to get my shit together because I just ate myself into oblivion over Christmas. And now I have to fix all of the damage that I've done. And that there is starting your year off in the worst possible mindset mm. because A, you believe that you need to be fixed, which we you don't need to be fixed at all ever. Mm. <laughs> and B, you're starting off from this defeated and hopeless and damaged mindset where mm. you feel like you've made all of these mistakes and you've done terribly and now you have to come in and do something drastic your detoxes, your challenges, whatever it is to like reverse all the damage and try and get yourself back to where you were. And I think that that is the worst place to start changing your behavior from because we want to change from a place of feeling hopeful and motivated and we've got momentum and we've been looking after ourselves. When you change from a place of love and support for yourself, yeah. you're going to be able to keep those changes and keep the ball rolling for much longer. Mm. Whereas when you have that defeated mindset, that's when you start, you have these New Year's resolutions and they quickly die very quickly because you're in that place of negative self-talk. And we don't naturally want to change from a place of negativity. No, that's right. It's not very motivating. No. And that's and that's the thing, like, you know, you've probably noticed that... Um, there seems to be a lot of programs that are geared at New Year's resolution. You know, mm. starting January, like get fit and, you know, lose the, the Christmas kilos and things like that. <laughs> like, hate to break it to you, but they know what everyone's decision is mm. um, going to be in the lead up. So they start to push these sorts of things because they know so many people take Christmas off and they just go, well, what to hell with it? You know, I'm not going to control anything. And then they come around to January 1st and they, as I always said, they have that defeated mindset and these things look like, oh, this thing will save you if mm. you do this this program. Well, or... You're also much more susceptible to joining those really quick fix yeah. challenges and quick fix diet, diets and detoxes when you're in that mindset too. Yeah. And so it's almost like we want to be starting from this place of confidence and empowerment so that we can make those positive decisions that are actually in our best interest. Yeah thinking long-term, how am I going to feel in a few months' time following this program? Yeah. Is this really going to serve me for the rest of the year or am I just in this January mindset? Because the January mindset does not really last past January. Well, and that's right. And if we extrapolate that a little bit more, right? So let's say you started right now and we took a six-month snapshot between two different people. We had Mm. one person who started now from a place of, um, working towards their goals mm-hmm. versus someone who's you know planning to take the whole time off, 
no fitness, no worrying about what they're eating or you know how much they're eating or being in control. They're just running on autopilot basically. Those two people go through the same period of time. You know, person A is implementing things which we're going to share with you. And they start to learn things. They start to learn things about themselves. They learn that, hey, this is not as hard as what I thought it would be. Person B mm. is, you know, going through their drinking at Christmas parties to excess, their eating to excess. January 1st rolls around. Person A is still going with their routines. Mm-hmm. Person B is looking for those quick fix. You know, I'm going to go and do a, a detox diet. It's going to promise me all these results in two weeks. And, and sure enough, like one, you know, we, we roll around to February and person A is still going. Person B is mm-hmm. given up and they're going, this is too hard. Yeah. And it's, if you extra- extrapolate that over six months, the person who starts now is going to be miles ahead yeah. of the person who waits for January 1st. And another point on that, that person A in that scenario who does start now and starts working towards their goals even over Christmas, they're not losing 20 kilos over the Christmas period, Yeah. right? They're just starting to implement some small changes. They're starting to shift their mindset around food and around themselves. And so both people are still enjoying Christmas. And I would even argue that person A will enjoy Christmas so much more. Yeah. Because they'll feel good about themselves going into holiday events and they'll feel good about themselves the day after. Yeah. Which I don't believe the person B will feel good about themselves the day after. I know that I've certainly been in that situation where you overeat in the holiday meal, you feel physically unwell afterwards. Maybe you've also had a bit too much to drink and you're waking up the next day feeling bloated and heavy and maybe hungover and full of regret. Not You don't go, wow, I had an amazing time. I feel amazing. Let's do it again. You're feeling full of regret because you didn't look after yourself. That's right. And that has nothing to do with the choices you made in terms of what foods you ate, right? Two people can go into the meal and both enjoy it equally, but one can leave feeling empowered and comfortable and confident in their body and the other person will leave feeling almost disgusted with themselves. Mm. And I say that from a place of having been there. Yeah. And I, I know for a fact that I want to be person A, for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going back to being person B. That's right. And I think it, it starts with just questioning your beliefs. You know, question what it is that you believe uh, mm. about losing weight. That you can't enjoy the holidays and also lose weight. Or that losing weight means you have to eat specific foods. Exactly. That Those are beliefs that we need to question and we need to actually step in and prove ourselves wrong. Yeah. And so, and like another thing you've got to ask yourself is, do you really feel better when you completely disregard your goals um, and don't take small moments for yourself and like looking after yourself? And the answer is mm. probably no. Like no one enjoys yeah. that. Exactly. And that's where in our minds, we sort of think, well, I will feel better if I take a break and if I'm allowed to eat whatever I want. But as you just said, the truth is we don't really feel better. Mm. We might feel better for two seconds in the beginning. Yeah. But that is a very fleeting moment and it's not true joy and progression, which is what we want as humans. Yeah. We don't actually feel better in the long run. And that's sort of what we're looking for here. You know, do you really enjoy overeating and feeling bloated and physically full and unwell after your meals? Even if it's just one meal on Christmas, probably not. That's right. Exactly. You have to start to learn the difference between 
instant gratifications and moments of false pleasure, which is that feeling like we have to be able to eat whatever we want all the time with no sort of guidelines at all versus being aware of what you truly want for yourself and the person that you truly want to be and then making your decisions based on how that person would make decisions. Mm, That's right. And sometimes it takes just questioning yourself in the moment, Mm. you know, what would the better version of me? And if you, if you listen to our other episodes where we give the two sort of two sides to us ourselves and name, that really helps because, you know, if for example, you're presented with a situation and it's like, you know, I'm kind of, let's just say, for example, you're eating a meal, you get to about 80% full and you're like, you've got two choices ahead of you. You can keep eating just out of obligation and, you know. Because it tastes really good. Because it tastes really good. And really what you're doing is just basically saying to yourself, well, hey, listen, body, I'm not going to listen to what you're telling me. I'm just going to keep shoveling the food in. Or we can make that conscious effort to stop look back and say, look, I really enjoyed that meal and I enjoy how I feel right now yes. because that's the better version of me that's saying like, you don't need to go into that point. You don't need to cross that line and feel guilty later on. Like we can stop now, enjoy what we've just eaten and then enjoy the company of the people that are around us. That doesn't mm. always have to involve you putting food in your mouth. Yeah, exactly right. And I think this is something that I've thought a lot about over the years because Part of my natural side, and in that episode where we named our our alter egos, my alter ego is Negative Nancy. (laughs) And she tends to want comfort. She wants to, to do the safe, comfortable thing, which is usually to be able to eat whatever she wants, whenever she wants, at any time, and to keep eating past the point of feeling full. (laughs) That is Nancy. And For a long time, I really struggled with believing her and believing that, well, I do deserve to be able to eat whatever I want. And it's really only in the last few years that I've actually come to realize that isn't what I truly want. Mm. That isn't what truly makes me feel happy. That's what makes me feel comfortable and in my little comfort zone bubble. But that's not me progressing in life. That's Mm. not me looking after myself at all. It's actually doing the opposite. It's not me living my best life or, you know, um, acting out self-care at all. And so it only in questioning those beliefs over and over again was I able to go, well, that's not actually what I want for myself. Even though in the moment I'll be like, haha, yeah, that's what I want. It's not truly what I want. Yeah. And I had to question that over and over again to be able to come to that conclusion that no, I feel better when I make these decisions for my future self, not for my current comfort zone of Nancy. Yeah. And that's (laughs) like, that's the same for me. You know, sometimes like take a Christmas party, for example, like I could get to a point where, you know, we're we're having drinks and, you know, enjoying the the time there. And you you get to a point where you're like, all right, I've had enough to drink. If mm. I start drinking anymore, that's when things start to get out of hand. And like, I'm pretty mm. sure everyone's had a situation like well, that. And a lot of the times we also tell ourselves that we don't know that we've, when we've gotten to that point. Yeah. And we tell ourselves that we're not in control, but we really are. That's right. And it's, it, it, it sounds like, you know, you, you're not allowing yourself to have these simple pleasures, but that's mm. through the lens of the 
shadow self of you, which is the the one who wants to stay in the comfort zone, the one who mm. wants instant gratification. But if we flip that over to the better version of you, the one who's looking, you know, 6, 12, 18 months into the future, like who you're becoming, they're probably saying like, you don't need to have any more. At this point, I would stop because otherwise tomorrow we're going to wake up and we're going to have a splitting headache. We're going to feel yeah. like we need to throw up. Like yeah. that's not great. That's not fun. How many times? Yeah. Like I remember many, many times like go out and getting absolutely blind drunk and then wake up the next day going, I'm never going to drink again. And it's just a re- repetitive cycle. It happens again yeah. and again and again. I think on that point as well, it's questioning what is true pleasure in the moment. Mm. Because if you're truly engaging in the present moment, you will find a lot of pleasure there without needing drinks, food, external things. Those external things are not true pleasure. Yeah, They're really not. They're what our brain convinces us we enjoy and we need and we want to really enjoy these things in the moment. But if you really want to get specific with it, you can question what really is true pleasure and joy. It's more likely to be connecting with the people around you. That's right. And you don't need food or drink to do that. And I think that you can connect with people through food and drink that is completely fine but it's when we're relying on food and drink to Mm. connect with others that it becomes a problem yeah what better gift to give yourself than to give yourself the opportunity to wake up on january 1 2022 without having to worry about fixing the damage that you did over christmas Mm. without having to worry about going on another diet or, or another challenge yeah all you have to do is continue the momentum that you've already built over the holidays and continue looking after yourself and practicing the positive skills and habits that you were already building. You're going into 2022 with that gift of empowerment and confidence. That's right. And you want to think about like, how do you actually want to feel on January 1st? Mm. Like it's an amazing feeling when you look back and you go like, I am proud of myself Yeah. because of the choices I made. Like, there it's one of the best. There's nothing that really compares to that because like you're basically then, that's you building trust with yourself that you're on the way to your goals. Exactly. You're not sitting there going like, oh man, geez, I really should have eased up on that cheesecake on Christmas night. Mm. You know, it's, hey, look, I ate to the point of satisfied. That was it. I had enough. I really enjoyed, you know, seeing the rest of my family. And I enjoyed the food. Exactly. Because the truth is you really do enjoy the food more when you eat to the point of satisfied and not beyond. You will always enjoy it more when you don't feel sick after. Yeah. (laughs) So when it comes to how we're thinking and feeling on January 1st, this is something we have to really be intentional about. Do you want to feel confident? Do you want to feel like you're proud of your choices, as you said before? Do you want to feel like you're in control and like you've got your own back and like you've built that self-trust? Do you want to feel that positive momentum and the motivation to keep going and keep progressing in a positive way versus motivation from that place of defeat and desperation like we spoke about earlier it's like which which way how do you want to feel that's right it has to be really intentional because feelings don't just happen as much as we sort of think that they do We're not just automatically going to wake up on January 1st feeling confident and in control if we haven't actually put the steps in place to make that happen. Yeah, that's right. You have to be really intentional about it and start to almost create the environment or create the feelings that you want to have. Like you Mm. have to architect them. Like, yeah, 
you've got to think about how would I build this? And that comes through, you know, really simple choices in the moment. Mm. You know, like what sort of thoughts do you want to have about it? Do what sort of beliefs do you want to choose as like, I actually believe this or I think this is a load of shit. You know, my brain's telling me that I I can't eat any cheesecake and I can't eat any um, shortbread on Christmas night. But really, like I know that I can if I just eat to the point of feeling satisfied. And I'm I'm only eating when I'm really hungry. Mm. I'm not eating beyond control. Like there's two different things there. And that comes back to really asking that question. How do you truly want to feel on January 1st? Do you want to look back at the holiday period and feel like, wow, I really did well. I'm really proud of how I handled that. I'm really happy that I connected with my friends and family. I really feel proud of the way that I handled food and I really still enjoyed myself. But now I'm waking up and I'm feeling thankful of how I handled that. Hmm versus waking up and feeling like, wow, I really regret how I handled that Mm. or trying to convince yourself that you enjoyed the Christmas period when really you just checked out and you were just engaging in these momentary distractions, which is what food and drink often does. That's why sometimes on January 1, we don't wake up feeling relaxed and rejuvenated because all we've done is distract ourselves. Yeah, We haven't actually engaged in activities that are relaxing and rejuvenating yeah well and an interesting way of looking at it is and like i mean i can only talk from my experience but i always think about it like this if i try and remember christmas five years ago or seven years ago or just pick a random number what do you remember about the christmas it's not the food you ate never the food it's what happened at that Christmas? Who you were, who you were there with? You know, did mm. you see a relative that you don't normally see for a long period of time? Those are the moments that you remember. It's yeah. not I ate this specific food. Yeah, something I often remember about Christmas is the gifts that I give to others. Yeah, I I remember the gifts I give people much more than I remember the gifts that I give, and much more than I remember what food we ate, or what chocolates were on the table. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> you know? that's right or even what what drinks we had what cocktails we had or how much wine we had you don't remember that stuff yeah you remember the connection and you remember the memories that you make there might have been food there as well but the food is not the point of it mm-hmm. it's just an extension it's something mm-hmm. that you just you know that's there but it's not a memory that's going to last mm-hmm Now, when it comes to taking action over the Christmas period and really any time during the year, but we're speaking about Christmas holidays at the moment, it's not an all or nothing thing. Like, so as we said before, it's not like if you are choosing to lose weight over the holidays, you have to pretty much give up all the food. You have to go on diets and bring your Tupperware to Christmas lunch (laughs) and exercise, go for runs every single day. That is not what we're talking about we're really talking about small actions that are like stepping stones towards who you want to be yeah and it's really yeah exactly it's it's really small things and like these are things like you sleep prioritizing sleep like that is huge yeah even if you're on holiday you're not working and stuff like just making sure you're getting decent sleep underlies everything on on most nights of the week right you can have a few a few nights here and there where you stay up and you're at a party or or an event or whatever but making sure that on the other days when you don't have some special occasion you are prioritizing that sleep because it will make a massive difference yeah the other things are like 
water, eating slowly, being aware of your hunger cues. Like these are all things that are well within your control. Mm-hmm. Water's a big one, you know, Massive. especially around Christmas Day. Like drinking, making sure you're hydrated, especially if yeah. you're going to drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. You might have a lunch, then you've yeah. got a dinner. So in between, like if you're drinking at lunchtime and then you're waiting all afternoon until dinner time and you're not really drinking much water, you often get to, I noticed this was with myself, I'll get to dinner and I'll be ready to go to bed because I'm <laughs> so tired. There is the fatigue piece of it. There is also the piece of it where when we're body, when our bodies are dehydrated, we naturally gravitate towards looking for food because yeah. food contains water. Yeah. And so our body will look for food even when we're not physically hungry. And so that's something to be aware of as well. When you wanna make sure that you're staying hydrated. I mean, there's a million benefits of of drinking water and being hydrated, but those are just two that are particularly important over the holidays. Not looking for random food for your body to hydrate itself. We wanna look for water in in that way. And then also staying energetic. I think a lot of people forget how much drinking water contributes to your energy levels Mm -hmm. and if you focus on those small things like you're gonna win you don't have to be perfect doesn't have to be like down to the you know every single minute of every single day like even if you just do it most of the time you know even if you did it 50 percent of the time yeah if you were previously doing it zero percent of the time 50 percent is a massive improvement that's right and even just being aware of it is Mm. is a start like that's much better like in the moment you know, say Christmas Day is rolling around, just focusing on staying hydrated, like one thing that you yep. can focus on th- throughout that day. Yeah. Um, and even movement is another one. You don't have to be doing all of these crazy workouts or even planned workouts when you're on holidays. If that's not what you enjoy, mm-hmm. that's fine. How can you go for walks if you're actually on a vacation? How can you walk around and explore somewhere new? Can you go for walks with your family members? Like, where can you find these bits of your day to just be a little bit more active? Mm. That's a really small thing that we can do that's going to make a big difference. If you're someone who normally doesn't exercise over the holidays at all, you're going to find that you'll see results from that. Yeah. Think about how you can stay aware of your hunger signals. Like, they don't Mm. have to be perfect, but, you know, awareness is everything with this. If we can allow ourselves the opportunity to feel those hunger signals when we're physically hungry... And when we're getting to a point where we're sitting at about 80% full, we're not completely stuffed, but we're sitting at that 80% mark. If you can just focus on those two things alone, that's going to be a huge benefit. You're going to get miles ahead of your former self who would have just gone, I'm not hungry, but I'll eat anyway. And I'll eat well beyond the point of feeling Mm. satisfied. And often that wanting to sort of eat and keep eating is sort of a rebellious thing of like, well, I'm not allowed to eat this food at any other time. So therefore I have to eat it all now because this is my only chance to eat it. And so this is something we talk a lot about in our own program. Hunger signals are everything for weight loss. No matter what food you have in front of you, if you only eat when you're physically hungry and you stop when you're satisfied, which is as Aaron said, about 80% full, you're pretty much guaranteed to lose weight. Yeah. No matter what food is in front of you, if you're eating the Christmas turkey, you're eating chocolates, you're eating cake, you're eating, you're drinking wine. If you're doing all of that, but you're being really aware of your hunger signals, you're probably going to eat a little bit less than you would if you 
weren't paying attention at all and you were just eating because the food was there. So even if you do go a little bit past full, as long as you're aware, you'll probably stop a bit earlier anyway, Mm. which is going to, as Aaron said, get you miles ahead of where you would have been if you weren't paying attention. That's right. I think a lot of people underestimate how much awareness plays a role in losing weight. Yeah. Awareness is like step one. It's going to set you up, if nothing else, even if you don't lose weight over the Christmas period, if you're practicing awareness in those high pressure situations where there's a lot of food around, when you go into 2022, you're going to be starting from that place of awareness. You're then, you so like you've gone one or two rungs up the ladder, you're now well on your way to making that progress. Whereas if you don't even practice awareness at all, you're going into January, not even on the ladder. You can't even see the ladder. Yeah. The, <laughs> the other thing to really focus on here is the positive self-talk. Mm. You know, recognizing and really making a point to say to yourself, like, I am proud of how I did that. Even if it's just mm. down to the choice you made. Like, if, if you are sitting at a meal and you stop at that 80% mark, recognize that say to yourself like i'm super proud of myself you don't have to say it out loud if you don't want to but say to yourself in your head i am super proud of me right now because i made a choice that's in my best interest exactly because if you talk to yourself in a way like that and you start to become proud of you uh, yourself and who you're becoming you're going to repeat those actions Mm. again and again and again because it makes you feel better yeah you're actually yeah. internally generating the feeling that you think the food will give you mm. so you're starting to become that person so like it sounds crazy and, and some people like i was one of them in the beginning thought that this stuff was woo woo but really start to talk to yourself in a positive manner talk to yourself like a friend who you're trying to get motivated you're trying to really help get across that line and look back at those small things and go like i'm super proud that i drank like three liters of water today yeah. You know, like, I feel awesome now. <laughs> Another a thing, and connecting that positive self-talk to the awareness, I think a lot of people don't notice, and I certainly didn't notice, awareness early enough. Mm. And so this is one thing that I often celebrate with myself, and I think a lot of people don't let themselves celebrate things like this, is if I have gone past the point of feeling satisfied, I've overeaten, and yes, I still have moments where I do that. If I then can go, okay, these are the thoughts I was thinking that led me to eat more than I needed. This is how I feel right now. Here's what I could have done differently. And here's what I'm taking away from this experience. Mm. And I'm not just validating, oh yeah, I overate because the food tasted good. I'm going, well, no, actually, you know, I was worried about missing out. I wasn't reminding myself that I can eat this food whenever I want or whatever it is in the moment celebrating those moments where you can actually get aware of even if you've already done the thing and you're sitting there going i just overate but here's why i did it Mm. if you do that that is a huge step beyond what you used to do which was wow i've overeaten oh but the food tasted so good that's why i overate and then you just go on and you continue to repeat that pattern yeah when you can get aware of those thoughts that lead you to taking those actions that is a huge moment to celebrate. That's right. Celebrate those thought changes. And it's, it's really interesting. Um, there's a book I read, which is, it's actually, it's by Jocko Willink. 
uh, extreme ownership and he talks about that is take ownership of everything that happens mm-hmm. even if it's something that's undesirable like if yeah. it's a situation that didn't go to plan you know maybe the the shit really hit the fan and and you know you way overrate look at it and then go all right why did that happen mm. you know rather than just throwing it out and playing the blame game and yeah. going like well it's because you know the kids were running around and they were screaming or because this person gave me the food or, yeah. or whatever it is instead of trying to blame everything else mm. look at what is the lesson here that i can mm. take away from it yeah because that is happening? awareness ownership is awareness well exactly like what was the steps that led me to make the decision to keep going mm. You know, what was I thinking at the time? How was I feeling at the time? Like what was happening in my environment? Learn from those things because that's an opportunity. Like we said in the very beginning of this podcast, like that's an opportunity that you um, no doubt are going to experience again. And when it comes around the second time, you're that much more experienced at it. You can go, well, I can choose a different decision now. Mm. Because the last time I did this, I didn't feel so great. And I learned from it. I'm just not going to make that choice again. Yeah. So think about like the next best decision. If you make a mistake, don't beat yourself up. Don't, you know, kick yourself while you're down. Think about like, okay, cool. Like what's the next next thing I can do? Yeah. Don't be waiting until January. Like, oh, I've messed it up now. I'll just start again on January 1st. That's right. That's right. (laughs) The easiest way I want you to look at it. If you are stuck in that situation where you made a mistake, think about this, for example. Let's say you're walking down um, on the side of the road, on the footpath. If you trip and fall over... Do you stay down and just go, well, you know, I made a mistake, like, therefore, I'm just going to stay here? Or do you just get back up and keep walking? Most of us will just get back up and keep walking. Like, it might hurt, but you're going to get up and you're just going to keep going. Like, Mm. you're not thinking anything of it. You're just like, oh, you know, I fell down. Like, I'll just get back up. Well, on that point, though, you're probably going to be more conscious about where you're stepping after you get up. Yeah. And it's exactly the same in this scenario. Think about it the exact same way. Like, don't dwell on you know, the the consequences of the mistake. Like, just go like, okay, I made a mistake, own it, and go, what can yeah. I do better next time? Exactly, learn the lesson. So if you tripped over something on the sidewalk, learn the lesson to watch where you're walking. Exactly. That's it. That's all you have to take away from it. Think about, okay, what led me to make that mistake? What happened there? What can I take away from it? Is there something I can do better next time? Yes or no? Was it within my control at all? Maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Right? Maybe someone tripped you over. Exactly. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Like shame, guilt, and you know, negative self-talk and avoidance, they are what keep you stuck. Mm. So how can you shift your focus away from the food and towards you know, the connection that you have with friends and family, whoever's at your the functions that you're going to, or enjoy what you're doing with them rather than what specifically you're eating? And it's just about where you put your focus, You know, whether you put your focus in really connecting with that person or whether you put your focus in to the specific food like that's mm. the choice that you want to you want to kind of make and a lot of us tend to have an over reliance on food as a source of enjoyment or pleasure mm. and when we have that reliance on food it just means we're not actively searching for and getting it from areas outside of food where as humans we should be getting our enjoyment and pleasure from connections with other people having experiences doing things for ourselves those things are where we want to get enjoyment from rather than seeking it out purely from food of course you can enjoy food and drink you can eat foods you love and you can do all of that it only becomes a problem when that's the only source 
of joy. Yeah, that's right. And that's where you start to become emotionally attached to food. Mm. And that's what we want to work on. The other thing to remember is that things like stress, um, salt, different types of food, dehydration, etc., they can really affect your weight, the mm. scale weight. Yeah. All right. So one too of the many other... people weigh themselves <laughs> during the Christmas period and assume that they've ruined everything when it's not actually true. So that yeah, like that's a massive thing that just um, comes up for a lot of people is is they'll jump on the scales over Christmas and they'll go like, oh holy crap, like you know, I've gained like two kilos in one day. Like that's not fat. And they'll already start researching detox diets. They can start yeah. in January. Yeah. <laughs> that's just your your body's response to, to holding a little bit of water. And yeah, for whatever, there's a million reasons it, it, our bodies hold on to water and extra weight. Body weight is not made up of just fat. That's right. You have organs, you have bones, you have muscle and other tissue. You have a brain. Yeah, like your body <laughs> holds a certain percentage of water mm. every single day. And like that yeah. water fluctuates and therefore so does your weight. Yeah, I um, mean Aaron in particular will fluctuate by a few kilos every single day. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like if I'm slightly dehydrated, my weight will drop significantly. Mm. Um, if I drink a lot more water, it, it sort of just it goes up and down. Yeah. Um, so don't be alarmed if you do step on the scale and if you are, you know, st- sticking to mm-hmm. a routine and that's part of your routine. Like, don't be alarmed if the scales do fluctuate a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, that's why we normal. always emphasize. It's the process and it's the actions you take for yourself each day that are what really matters. Yeah. The scale weight at the end of the day, even if you have a weight loss goal, is it has no meaning. It doesn't mean anything except for the meaning that we assign to it. Yeah. And you have to remember that. The scale weight that you're aiming for is really just a random number that you've chosen that you think will be good for you. Yeah, that's That's not necessarily a fact that you will be a better person when you reach that weight. What we want to focus on is how are we looking after ourselves? How are we enjoying our life? How are we becoming more aware of our thoughts and our habits? Mm. Right? All of those things are what are going to lead to the scale weight decreasing over time, not just in the holidays, over the next year. And they're going to lead to you feeling genuinely better in your body and around food and in your life and i mean isn't that what we all want yeah exactly well at the end of the day too like if we're feeling proud of ourselves think about if you're feeling really good and really proud and confident about yourself think about how you show up to gatherings with other people to certain family members to your colleagues at work like Mm -hmm. you're going to be at another level if we can start to facilitate that on a micro level just really appreciating the things that you're doing really well irrespective of those outside influences the things that you show up and you commit to doing and you do and you feel proud and you acknowledge that you're going to become a different person much much faster Mm. instead of looking down at the scale weight and going like oh it's you know it's gone up a kilo and then completely disregarding that hey you might have had a bit of a stressful day or you know all these other things that come into play and as we've said make the water fluctuate Mm. But you might have stopped at the point of 80% full. You might have eaten when you're physically hungry. Like you're still doing the things. Or you might have even just noticed your thoughts. Exactly. Massive win. Just focus on the things that you're doing well. Acknowledge those things. And also I think if you are going to be weighing yourself, always ask yourself, what does this mean? Mm. If I've gained a kilo, what does this really mean? Often it doesn't mean anything. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really think about that for a moment because I, I, when I started questioning this, I was like, holy shit. It means absolutely nothing. Why am I getting upset over this? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So start to think about how can I make the holidays enjoyable for myself while still working towards what I really want for myself. Because as we've discussed in this podcast, you can have both. And now is the time to start thinking about how can I actually do this? And the way that we start doing this and the tip that we have for you is to set a goal for the holidays. And we're not talking about setting, oh, I want to lose 10 kilos over the holidays. Set a goal for how you want to show up over the holidays. Mm. Set a goal for how you want to feel on January 1st. Those goals are what is really going to make a difference for you over the next few months. Yeah, that's right. And if you've struggled with holidays in the past and sort of adhering to different things, and if you keep focusing on that, you're not going to believe that you can achieve your goal if we're focusing on the things that you know have happened in the past and where you've made mistakes and we keep focusing on that. Your brain's going to give you all the reasons to prove you correct. So if you go into it thinking like, I'm going to, probably going to fail this, like I'm not going to be able to stick mm. to it, I'll gain all this weight before January 1st, your brain's going to dish up and go like, oh, remember this time when you ate this and remember mm. the time that this happened and remember the last time you stood like that that's not helpful yeah you really have to step in at this moment or in those moments where you're sitting there thinking about all the reasons why you can't you have to step in and argue with yourself this is a big thing that i have to do a lot of the time i'm constantly arguing with the thoughts that my brain throws up at me because if my thoughts are naturally negative i know that those thoughts are not going to get me where i want to go i have to consciously step in and be like here are all the reasons why that is not true here are all the reasons why you're wrong brain i can understand why you're telling me those things but also here's my rebuttal it's like debate debating in high school yeah (laughs) you have to have that conversation with yourself and the way you can do that is through journaling we always come back to journaling yes we're obsessed with it for a good reason (laughs) because it's effective you have to start journaling about what could you think instead How can you make this holiday period easier for yourself? Why do you want these goals for yourself? Why is enjoying the holidays while also maintaining your weight or maybe even losing a bit of weight or maybe just practicing new habits and skills that make you feel good? Why is that important to you? If you can have this massive list of reasons why it's important to you and why you want this for yourself and why all of those thoughts that you naturally think are not true, you're going to be able to come back to that in those moments where you're feeling hopeless and defeated because those moments will happen. They happen at the best of times to the best of us. You have to be able to go, okay, here's all the evidence why that's not true. So that in those moments where your brain's not naturally finding the good things, you can come in and consciously put those good things in front of you. Mm. Again, you have to be the architect of the way you want to feel. You have to start to build that. And that means taking some of the the things that are just not working for you, the thoughts that are not creating great feelings for you, which are not leading to great actions. We have to go back and go, all right, we've got to change something and I want to create this outcome. And that starts with how I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. We've got to get aware of what's going on so that we can make those changes. Yeah. And so what you want to do is really come up with a bit of an action plan uh, to get to your goal and 
if you've been listening to our podcast before, you know we like to keep things simple because simple means you can do it every single day. Mm-hmm. If it's complicated, good luck trying to keep doing it for more than you know two, three weeks at a time. Like mm. when we overcomplicate things, it's we're putting roadblocks unnecessarily in front of ourselves. Keep it simple and just focus on really small things. You know, a lot of the things that we've spoken about already focusing on your hunger signals you know eating when you're physically hungry Mm -hmm. stopping at that 80 percent full mark things like focusing on getting good sleep getting enough water throughout the day and things like your movement Mm -hmm. you know like if you're at a family gathering and you've had a big lunch and maybe you're going to someone else's house for dinner like even just like go for a walk with your family members it doesn't have to be like a two-hour walk but go for like a five ten minute thing yeah exactly (laughs) that's going to be better than doing nothing that's right and if you're someone who hasn't really started taking much positive action for yourself at this point, start with just implementing one thing. So from those suggestions we've given you, you don't have to do all of them. Yeah. Choose one that you're that you think is going to help you, that feels doable for you, and just implement that one one week. Then after that week, choose something different. Try another thing. Think about it like an experiment. It's not a one and done type thing where you give it a go. Oh, it didn't work. Therefore, that thing didn't work. And I just shouldn't do this. Yeah. Try things. See what works. See what doesn't work. Try something different, you know, or try the same thing and keep iterating on it and keep improving it. Think about it like an experiment over this holiday period. And you're going to find that on January 1st, you're feeling a thousand, a thousand times better. That's right, exactly. So guys, we hope that this was uh, helpful for you. It was a bit of a longer episode that we recorded. Yeah, but I hope this really helps you move into the holiday period feeling confident and feeling empowered to really look after yourself and to really make take some positive steps towards starting 2022 Yeah. on a really good note. That's right. The, the Remember guys, the opportunity for you to create that outcome you want in 2022 is right here and it's right now yeah like it's up to you to decide which way you want to go with this we can either do what we've always done and get the same result we've always got or we can make a choice to do something a little bit differently and we've given Mm -hmm. you some examples through today's episode even if you just start small you're going to be a totally different person by the time january 1st rolls around even just because of the mindset shift Mm. the mindset shift in deciding to look after yourself versus deciding to give up and completely opt out of of health and wellness over the Christmas period. That mindset shift is already changing your life. Yeah. As we speak. Yeah. (laughs) So guys, thanks again for listening and we will both see you in the next episode.